Hey, welcome to the Fate Forge Academy. I am your DM, Steven, and with me today, we have Emily. Hello. Chris. Hello. And Ian. What it do? <laughs> and Michael Sinclair the second. In spirit. A, a poor imitation thereof. <laughs> do you use coffee to get yourself through every single day, like I do? Like many of us do? Surviving this global pandemic? This in the year 2022? If you do, and you want good coffee in your veins, uh, go to foundfamiliar.com. Found Familiar Coffee is fresh roasted. There's like single origin coffees. There's some, um, I can't think of the right word, blends. But all the coffee is so high quality and so delicious, plus amazing art on every package. And if you use the code FAYFORGE on checkout, uh, you get 10% off your order. Uh, and a little bit of that also goes to support us as a podcast. Also, everybody everybody who plays D&D likes dice, right? You can't, you can't play this game and not, not love getting shiny, sparkly new click clacks. So go to greenleafgeek.com uh, and buy yourself a new pair of dice, new pair, <laughs> a new set of dice. There are curated sets from companies like Chessex. Um, Leah only chooses the most beautiful set, so you are bound to find something that you love there. Or if you have the ability, treat yourself to a custom set. Honestly, it's it's so fun working with Leah to create like your ideal set of dice um, with the colors and and um, inserts and all that stuff. That's probably the wrong word. Apologies, Leah. Um, for the kinds of dice that you like. Uh, and also use the code FayForge there, though uh, you do get 10% off, but not on the custom sets. Um, but those are worth every penny. So greenleafgeek.com and foundfamiliar.com. Also, stop by our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Academy. You can join for as little as $2 and you get access to all the same content, whether you join for $2 a month or $1,000 a month. Um, <laughs> we don't actually have a $1,000 tier, but we wouldn't stop you from doing that. Uh, and then last but not least, go stop on by uh, the Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star rating and review. That is one of the best ways to um, boost our, our podcast and help us get into more ears. Um, and the more ears we're in, the more show we can record. And then last but not least, a little bit of sad news. Kai has uh, decided to step away from, from podcasting for the time being, and so... She will no longer be joining us um, in the show. We love her. There's no ill will or anything like that. We've been doing this show for almost three years, and life life changes, and what we have capacity for changes. And so we wish her all the luck in the world, um, and she always has a space here. Um, but follow her at Kai Quinn underscore on Twitch and, and Twitter and stuff. She's still doing awesome things. Uh, so... With that, uh, let's head to the world of Avastria.
So, it's been about a week and a half since our party faced Don Jarius and spoke to him or his corpse uh, on this island that Cosima is now a part of. Over the last week and a half, the, the crew of the Scord and Scant has been working pretty tirelessly on, on repairs uh, to get the ship up and running so you're not stuck on this island. Besky and Ariadne had a conversation about what Wylena has asked him to do. We learned a little bit about Kaz's family troubles. And Rain and Colonel had a conversation about who they really are. Um, but now we're going to turn to Blossom. Blossom, before you saw your friends leave the ship um, following Cosima, the voice in your head told you that you can't be found out by whoever was on this island. That specifically they could not be found out. And advised you to stay. And also gave you a warning about rain. To be wary of rain. Because the things that they are connected to could be very dangerous for the two of you. Mm. The two of you being Blossom and Blossom's uh, shadow friend. So, Blossom, as your friends were away, uh, what were you doing? So, as we uh, come back to Blossom, uh, she is currently uh, crouched on the deck, um, eyeing a seagull, a sleeping seagull, very intensely. Um, and for you, Stephen, this is because <laughs> I need the feather of a sleeping bird for the dream spell. So, why not get my components? <laughs> Well, I have time to kill. Um, So she's like stalking her prey, but it's very funny because she's like not at all. um, She doesn't blend into the shadows. She is quite literally uh, bright pink. Um, So she, (laughs) this bird is uh, sitting on sorry the edge of the ship, and she's slowly trying not to creak the floorboards of the ship. As I'm sure there's hustle and bustle going on around her, so it's completely ridiculous. Um, As they're rebuilding the ship, there's like people hammering and shit um but she's sneaking up on this bird um i feel like i feel like the crew has gotten used to blossom's uh mannerisms enough to just like kind of give a give a gla- a cursory glance over to blossom like sort of quizzically and then just get back to whatever they're doing sort of like whatever i, I look into the eyes of someone who's looking at me and i slowly raise my finger to my mouth and i go in the most <laughs> they, terrifying way possible. Yeah. They they like they like get uncomfortable and immediately turn back to to the task. They, they're like sewing together some some uh, uh, sails. <laughs> Incredible. Very quickly break eye contact. Um, okay, what do I have to roll to try to pluck a feather from a sleeping bird? What kind of check is that? Roll a roll a stealth check. Sure. That's a fifteen for stealth. Okay. Yeah, you, you're able to, to sneak over and, and pluck its feather, though, uh, as you do pluck its feather, um, as, as, you, as you grab onto its feather, it s- squawks um, and starts to flap away. It does try to peck at you one time, at least. Uh, <laughs> does a natural one hit your AC? Uh, surprisingly, no. Yeah. So, so as you as you as you creep up behind it, uh, you reach out. It's got those little tail feathers that stick up, right? And I feel like you're probably trying to grab one. You get the whole the whole handful, um, and instead of you having to pull as it flaps up, 
um, you just kind of rip out all those tail feathers, and so it's got that little like um, nub nub of a tail <laughs> that, that birds have, uh, just the skin showing. Um, it tries to it tries to bite at you, but just just goes ramming like right into the ground next to you, uh, shakes itself off and flies away. Sorry, sorry, uh, you'll grow them back. I think uh, I don't actually know that. Um, thank you, bird. <laughs> Classic bird. Um, I pocket. Uh, I tuck all those feathers into the pocket of my apron, um, and then I um, I approach the nearest uh, crew member mm-hmm. um, silently. Uh, you know classic sneak up behind uh, as I want to do uh, and I peer over their shoulder we'll say it's the one who's sewing the sails and I peer over their shoulder sure, sure. Um, and crane my neck to look at them and go could you get me some sand <gasps> why um, uh, don't 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 sneak up on me like that please just oh sorry um, what go, go get sand yourself we're on a beach n- no I, I can't <laughs> Um, I can offer you one cookie. And I pull a cookie out of my bag, and it has a rain-sized bite taken out of it. And I go, <laughs> oh. Hmm. I can offer you most of a cookie. <laughs> um, keep your, keep your cookie. Uh, I'll be right back. Thank you. You hear mumbling off. I can't believe that we had to take these, these extras on board. This is so weird. <laughs> As, as they do that, I want to cast Mending on the sails, um, so that when they come back, the sails are mended. <laughs> okay. Oh. Um, comes back with a little, a little bottle of sand um, a couple minutes later and says, here's your sand. Did you? You fix that? Maybe. I take the sand, uh, and I smile, which is more disturbing than it's cute, uh, and I skip on down back to my quarters. <laughs> You just, you just, as you skip on down in the background, this, this sailor, uh, looking puzzled at you, holding up the sail, um, staring after you, just, just giving it a good old what the fuck face. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Um, so I return to, to my quarters, uh, and I make my, my little sand circle. I pull one of the feathers out and dip it in my inkwell. Uh, and I, uh, as the, in the piece of the, the boat rocking, attempt to cast yet another dream spell. Okay. Uh, and who are you targeting with that dream spell? Um, my lovely husband, Athreides. Okay. If you please. Um, yeah. So as you, as you use the sand and draw that circle and the feather dipped in the ink, uh, and you close your eyes... Uh, and you start shaping that dream. What what sort of a setting are you making for this dream? I'm making a uh, sunlight dappled forest um, that's just completely in bloom. Um, but there's something still that's like a little off about it. Um, the there's flowers and there's like tall, tall um, sort of thin trees. Um, but like the lighting is is strange and like the flowers are odd like it's just sort of this uncanny valley beautiful forest 
And before you before you're able to draw Athrades into this dream, um, you hear that voice. Well, I guess you wouldn't hear it this time. You would see him, um, this shadowy humanoid figure that's sort of um, it's not entirely corporeal. Um, it's mostly black, almost as though it's made of smoke or something. He says, "Is this for a friend, or is this for a snack?" For a friend, please. I step closer to the shadow figure, um, and I consider it, and I go, Can you show yourself to me? This is all I have to show, as of now. Someday. I don't understand. When I'm more, this is my form, this is what I am, right now. Someday I will be flesh and bone, again. Again? So you were flesh and bone once? A long long time ago. I did what you asked. I stayed on the ship, so um, please, please I, j- I just want to talk to him. Please don't hurt him. Very well. Thank you. And you watch as that shadow sort of fades into all those all those pieces of the dream that you made that are a little bit off. Um, as you look closer you can kind of see this presence in, in all of that. Um, but as you as this this being leaves you to be, at least, um, how do you bring Athrades in? What 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 would he experience as he opens his eyes? Is he sitting, standing? Yeah. So as so to bring him in, I slide the the ring that I wear on my left hand ring finger uh, off with its uh, piece of green sea glass embedded in it, uh, and I dig a little hole in the dirt and I put the ring in there. And um, from that, in the ground, this sort of um, almost like orchid-like flower grows um, in that same beautiful sea green. Um, And as I pluck it from the ground, um, he's there sat in front of me. And as his eyes open, I lay the flower in his hands. And I say, hello. Um, And... As you lay that flower in his hands, there's this um, thin, green-eyed wood elf, um, eyes that match the sea glass in your ring, pointy ears, um, smile softly at you. Hello, Blossom. Hello. What a a lovely day this is. (laughs) You like it? I made it. Um, are you okay? Uh, are you are you hurt? Um, oh, I've been so worried. I'm sorry. It's been so long. There's so much has happened. I just need to know. Uh, oh, what's going on at home? What, Blossom? What's? We're here in this in this lovely grove together. What do we? Didn't we come here together just now? And you see this this form of a Thrades looking around as though he is in a dream. Oh. And not quite connecting what you're saying to what he's experiencing just yet. Uh, oh, um, sorry, I, I realized that this might be confusing. Um, this is me, I'm, I'm really here, but this is a dream. I'm far away, farther than I've ever been from home before. I sailed across a sea never seen the ocean before and now I'm 
so much has changed. Um. You see, you see his form kind of start to his brow furrow, as though he's realizing a little bit. Um, he reaches out to touch you. It's almost like his hand passes through you, through your hand, um, in this illusory dream world you've made. This isn't real, then. No, uh, I'm afraid not. I'm, I'm, I'm real in that it's me, and and I'm here, and we can talk now. You can try try to remember in your waking state what what's been happening. Does does he know I'm gone? Can you remind me who he is that you're referring to? Uh, yes. Um, I'm I'm referring to uh the the leader of the uh, community where I live. Hmm. Yeah, they, I mean, I don't know if he knows directly, but I hear whispers every time I I'm in town that you're not around. That it's been so long since anyone has seen you, though it has been a while since. Those strangers came looking for you, and you have a you have a dwarven friend named Cause, right? How would you know that? Well, they they were looking for him as well. Oh, that's strange. So strange. Are you are you safe? Are you well? I, I think so. A little bit lonely. Feel like you know how we were always sort of the odd ones anyway but yes i know i feel like that's gotten stronger i will come back for you i i, I do promise that i will take you out of there i i have seen so much of the world now and our world there is so small so small and so narrow-minded and and we don't deserve that you don't deserve that I promise I will take you away from there. I just... I need to sort some things out first with myself. Okay. Um, (sighs) Just be safe. The world's changing very quickly. I'm changing too. I, I I can do a little bit of magic, sort of like you would do with your baking now. I don't know how. You can? Yeah, not not a lot, but I can light fires with my hands. It just oh wow, not not that long ago, I don't know, a few months back. I reach out in an attempt to to cup his face with my hands, Ooh. although I know that I can't touch him. Um, and I say, follow that feeling, tap into that magic. I've always known that you were special too. You're powerful. Don't let them take that from you. I won't. Hopefully they'll just ignore me. Like they always have. Hmm. It's because they don't know how to really see you. The other the other thing that's interesting is, um, I can... I have made a couple friends. Um, it's just they're not what most people think of as friends that there's a bird that visits pretty regularly and I can talk talk to her a bird? yeah just just a little sparrow she's very clever though what does she say? just started as 
little things like asking for seeds and I would give give her seeds and I don't know, it's different than talking to a person. But I can understand her, so it's excitement about new flowers <laughs> and new new berries being found in, in the forest around our home and things like that. Just sort of Oh, that's lovely. I've been writing it down. There's some little poems I've and and things I've I've made from what she described. It's 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 so wonderful seeing the world through the eyes of something that's not as burdened as people. I'm so sorry. I never should have left you. No, of course you should have. No, I. It, it was selfish. You're you're the only person who's ever nurtured me, whoever saw me and cared about me and I just left you there. I left you there with all those horrible people. He gives a... His his eyes are a little bit teary, but he gives a look and says, Blossom, you were meant for so much more than what was here. Maybe I will be too someday, but I'm not... I'm not there yet. I want to live in this little home and spend time with my plants and live a quiet life. Do I wish some of the people that were around here weren't around me? Of course. But I... You have not let me down. I'm so proud of you. All right. The world you've seen sounds wonderful and far scarier than I'm ready to be in. It is scary. I'm terrified every day. (laughs) But it's so good to see your face as well and he gives you he gives you the flower back and he says you know him always with you and always cheering you on just don't forget the things that you loved those baking those little pastries in the morning <laughs> would brighten our day those sorts of things maybe if you have some time maybe do some of that I will as soon as I have um, an oven again, I'm currently on a boat. I don't think I like boats very much. Oh. Yeah, I, I could see how an oven and a boat would, could be problematic <laughs> in some ways. I can't wait to tell you about all of this. I can't wait to hear it. Do you think, do you think you'll make it to Aurelia anytime soon? I will, I'll try. There's, um... The stakes are so much higher than I ever thought they were. It feels like life and death hangs in the balance with everything I do. But I will find my way back to you. I will. I promise. He smiles. And he says, he says, okay. But it's, you get the sense in his face that it's not that he doesn't believe that you want to, but there's this doubt Mm. that doesn't verbally express but you can just see it kind of shift across his forehead quickly that even if you want to come back you might not be able to Mm. he says if this is what we have if you can do this again is this if you can this is good enough for me I'll see you in my dreams good night (laughs) 
Good night. And he falls back to sleep. Yeah, I let him go. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Blossom, as you come out of that dream, you hear a loud dwarf uh, sort of angrily fixing things the voice of cause echoing through the boat um <laughs> is it me uh, it's it's cause um your friends your friends are are have been back for a few days um i don't know if you've been avoiding them um but it feels as though the repairs to the ship are very close to being complete the energy you spent as this night fades away um on this dream spell and emotional and physical um, with with the sounds of cause sort of mumbling mumble yelling to himself about his family <laughs> and fixing the boat and getting to Nairine quickly you fade off to sleep the next morning uh, all three of you cause rain and blossom uh, you hear the voice of Talvrost um, kind of echoing through through the camps says uh, today's the day we get to leave this bizarre strange place that we've come and hopefully leave all this behind us um, you get the sense as you all kind of start to see crew loading up their their um, tents and, and packs and, and getting on the boat um, spirits are higher than they've been with, with the crew of the Scorn and Scant um, than they have been for quite some time. The idea of getting back on the ship, going towards Nairine, um, some of it is also, you could probably attribute it to some of Besky's cooking as he, as he collected a bunch of uh, fresh fruits um, and other sorts of things uh, to feed to everybody. Um, and anytime Besky's cooking, the, the quality just kind of steps up a little bit. But everybody's ready. Um, as the three of you, as well as Ariadne um, and Besky, load onto the ship, uh, you hear a small crash somewhere near the near the uh, the the kitchen, uh, and the smell of rum and the voice of Blossom uh, just saying "sorry" um, in the background. Um, but is there anything any of the three of you bumble. would want to do? What did I say? You said Blossom. Yeah, Blossom's super drunk. Um, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the, the I think maybe, but I just wanted to make sure that's what you meant to say. <laughs> the voice the voice of Bumble. Um, yell, sorry! Actually, no. you know what? Let me yes and that. I am 100% getting drunk with Bumble. And right for the first time in my life. <laughs> uh, another Fae Forge so, first. So Rain, Rain and, and Kaz, uh, as you walk down to bring your things, or fly down, to bring your things back into your quarters, um, and you walk past the galley, uh, you see sitting in a bottle, uh, or in a, in a barrel of sitting rum. Sitting in a bottle? Uh, oh, no. sitting, sitting in a barrel of rum, uh, a, little, a little lavender goblin <laughs> and a little pink tiefling, uh, as though it was a hot tub. Um, <laughs> You're um, right. You really can sort of absorb it through your skin if you just stew in it. 
<laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's just, it's best with a. I don't remember what Bumble's voice was. It's best with a straw, though. I like I like it with the straw. Oh, and there's two she, straws. She, there's she, two straws sticking out of Bumble's nose. Should um, I um, intervene? They look like they're having fun. Oh, hello. You two, I don't think you're going to fit in the barrel, but we could certainly try. You know what? You do that. Um, you know, uh, that's fine. Uh, I might sit just over here and just watch to make sure that no- nobody drowns. Um, so, Which, yes. I was, I was about to say, as, as you say that, you watch as Bumble's head goes underwater, but you still see straws sticking out. um yeah i might i'll I'll probably sit nearby i'm definitely not getting in that barrel of rum um even though (laughs) i could fit i'm probably the only one that could actually additionally fit but i'm not great i think you could fit in if you wanted we saved Uh, you a spot colonel really doesn't like um uh he's allergic um i think Uh, achoo Yes, uh, see, so uh, it's already going down with something. Sure, too. There, there. Um, I'm just going to sit right here. Oh, but I'll, I'll find a seat nearby. I'm not like. Oh, allergic. That's so sad. Isn't it, though? Blossom. That's so sad. What? Blossom, is this. Um, I don't know if I've ever seen you. You were so uh, in a barrel before. <clears throat> oh, I, I've never been in a barrel before. <laughs> It's well, quite nice. Oh, uh, what, uh, what brought this about? A bum- a Bumble said that if you sit in the barrel for long enough, all of your bad feelings turn to good feelings. Mm. Um, yeah. And I'm trying it out. Is, uh, <laughs> is Bumble yeah. passed out nearby, or...? Bumble pops up from out of the water, still straw sticking out of, out of out of her nose. Yeah, it's the the best feelings. Right, right. Well, uh, when you're ready to get out of that barrel, uh, we'll uh, you know make sure that you're. Uh, we, we'll we'll put you in another barrel, a washing barrel. Oh, we have a you... barrel right outside that's waking, waiting to take you to Laguna Recovery Center. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys I, are so I, nice. <laughs> I love I, you all so much. I'm really sad that Ariadne is not here for this interaction. <laughs> Same. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm... Cos is gonna, you know, slowly but surely. It's like the equivalent of when your friends like, I need another beer, and you start just bringing them water, and they don't know the difference. Cos <laughs> is gonna yeah. just like, while they're like talking, just kind of like go behind the barrel, basically like take the cork out and just start pouring water in, and just. Sort of like, <laughs> well, what's what's in the barrel again? Rum. Rum. Oh, jeez, that's real. Oh my god. <laughs> might have to go. Might have to take a quick pit stop at. Laguna ER before we go to the recovery center. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, as as you all experience that sight, um, you you hear a bell ring on the ship. Um, you hear Talvras issuing orders, pulling to pull up the anchors, 
uh, let down the sails. Um, and then, uh, and the ship starts to, uh, to move. Uh, the crew springs into action quickly uh, and you start to sail. Um, the day is cool. It feels almost like nature is on your side. Uh, the wind is, is at your back, pushing, blowing into the sails. The sails are billowing. Um, the water's calm, very little rocking from, from waves. Uh, the skies are fairly clear, just a few scattered soft white clouds um, providing the occasional relief from the sun in, in the form of shade. Um, and you are headed towards Nairine. The three of you have a week and a half if there's anything you'd want to be doing over that time. Or we can, or we can jump ahead. Um, I would just like to say uh, that <laughs> the next morning when Blossom is super hungover, um, mm. she's like, I'm never going to drink again. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> oh. She's just yakking up over the boat all morning. Yeah, yeah. Cause is definitely there with some... Uh, Brooklyn Root Tea has a lot of uh, healing properties and uh, for sure being able to being able to soften the blow of a hangover is, is absolutely one of them. Because as we all know, coffee cures drunkenness. Absolutely. Not also, also not true. <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, Cause is, you know, definitely given, giving... Uh, He's, he's he's there with you know, he he knows what it's like and he's there with the uh, you know blankets and some very non-offending food to to get Blossom sort of like back on her feet. I don't know how that little purple one does it. it doesn't make any sense. She's like a tenth of my body weight. Right. Well, you see, the trick is she never gets out the barrel. If you stay in the barrel, then all those bad feelings never come back. But as soon as you get out of the ba- barrel, well. Then all the the good barrel feelings go away, and you got to deal with what's worse on the other side. What a, I mean, no judgment, right? I mean, I've, I've never really, really known you though to be the type of person that was to climb in a barrel. Oh, I was never allowed. Um, and well, it wasn't really a thing at the academy, was it? So. <laughs> Quick cut to like cause and rain. Chug, chug, chug. Right. Flashback to rain cause and Ashrin, just like blackout wasted in the common room. It only took like six ounces for me. I'm a very cheap. (laughs) And yeah, cut back. Cause is like, oh yeah, no, no. It really wasn't. Definitely not. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just, you know, I was always told it was bad and sinful, um, just like a lot of other things that I'm now finding out are maybe not actually that bad and sinful. Mm. Um, what, what do you mean by, what is, what's sinful? What do you mean by that? Um, it, it, it means that if you do it, you make an unseen power very angry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wait, like, what? Do you, I don't understand. I mean, there are a lot of unseen powers in this world. And so, are we all sinful? Because it, I feel like everybody's mad at us all the time. Well, I mean, Malvaris is definitely unseen and angry. So, I mean, 
Yeah, yeah, we're definitely sinners. Well, that sounds bad. Well. I, I, I used to think it was bad, but now I'm thinking that the people who told me it was bad might have been the bad ones. In which case, does that make sinning might be good? So sinning is good? Yeah, I'm still working that one out. Look, you, you can't go through this life just trying to traipse on eggshells around every sort of unseen, angry god that's just lurking under every rock and bush, you know? You just gotta do the best you can with what you've got, and if you need to climb into a barrel sometimes, you know, that's, that's alright. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, Are there barrels that make you feel less like you've been kicked in the head by a griffin the next morning? I'll... Uh, are you looking it doesn't really come in a barrel, it grows in the ground, but yes? Yeah, yeah, I mean... <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, we can put it in a barrel for you, if you like. As long as it's airtight, it'll keep for so long. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, a little guy's token up? Whatever. <laughs> Whatever, it's fine. As you all are explaining other ways of, of altering your brain state to blossom. Good barrel, god. barrel state, barrel state. Barrel state. <laughs> Barrel state of um, mind. It's a barrel state. <laughs> Tal, Tal Ross comes to you, Kaz, and says, uh, can I have a quick word with you? Sure, Tal. Uh, just, um, yeah, keep, keep, just keep, keep, keep drinking this. Every, every, you know, don't, don't, don't get dirty, hydrated, Blossom. All right. Uh, he, he takes you into the captain's quarters. Uh, and he pulls out of his pocket a small folded up piece of paper mm. um, and puts it in front of you and says, do I need to know more about this? And waits for you to open it. Kaz uh, takes a slip of paper, unfolds it, and scans it. Uh, as you open it, it is a portrait of your face. Your beard's a bit shorter. Um, I guess it was you. That from the style of clothes you're wearing, it was based on a drawing or painting of you maybe 30, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. Um, and under it... Uh, I shirk at my younger self's fashion sense. But I can <laughs> it says... It says... Uh, reward. 4,000 gold. Hmm. On return to the <gasps> deep stones. He spends it. Bit cheap. <laughs> uh, that's, that's cheap. Where did you uh, where did you come across this tile? There were a few copies uh, in the airship that you helped us steal. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Any other posters in there? Uh, not that interest not that involve you cause does a minor illusion to conjure up a portrait of um, you know what I always assume my characters have minor illusion he actually doesn't cause <laughs> 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 uh, asks if there's a cause asks tell, is there uh, any posters of any other dwarves just this one just me uh, this was the dwarf that I found and it was the paper that I found most interesting. Oh, I'm sure you did. I find it very interesting, too. A thousand's a little low. Honestly, I'm offended. Four thousand's is not low to me. 
Oh, I'm sure it's not. But you know who the Deep Stones are, don't you? I know a bit. I mean, I'm assuming if you're taking this piece of paper and putting it in front of me that you know exactly who it is that's offering this bounty. Uh, I know it's the Deep Stones, and I know that's a lot of gold. And I know that you and your friends have gotten in, us into enough trouble as it is. Oh, is that right, Tal? You think you've seen trouble? Suppose you have. The ship getting wrecked, and... But, you know, we're all alive here. We're all above board. We're sailing again. You know not all my crew survived, right? That's, that's news I'm learning just now. I'm so sorry for your loss. And Kaz looks a little sheepish. <laughs> Most of your crew's alive. You're in one piece. I'm going to ask you again. What do you know about the Deep Stones? Besides the fact that they are willing to offer 4,000 gold pieces for the likes of me. <sighs> I know that they're connected to the five families of Riverheart in some way, shape, or form. Uh, that's right. In my line of work, they are considered a group not to be crossed. Uh, that's a bit closer to it. What happens to folks that cross the Deep Stones? Sure, you've heard a few tales. Most, most of the whispers... Disappearances. Are that they disappear, exactly. Mm-hmm. Tal, I want you to listen. I want you to listen very close. This is very important. I'm glad you brought this to my attention. And if I were you, I'd forget about it. And not because I might do something. Oh, I'm sure you and your crew could easily subdue the five of us. And you can go and collect your reward. Let me tell you what's going to happen when you collect your reward. Deep Stones, you're right. You've heard a few things about them, but you haven't heard much. And there's a reason for that. Because anybody who gets too involved in their business doesn't end up in the talking sort of state afterwards. I'm not going to tell you more than you need to know. The Deep Stones want me. They want me badly. 4,000 gold pieces badly. And pretty soon, I reckon you'll start seeing posters that say five, maybe even six, maybe even ten. And here's a bit of free advice. I'd stay away from the fire you. Because as soon as you go trying to knock on their door, collect that bounty, they're rich for a reason. They won't pay if they don't have to. And what do you think of family? Can I, what do you think of a... <clears throat> sorry. What do you think of that? Deep Stone family, connected to the five families of Riverstone, with all the power and all their money and all their influence are going to do to a little crew like this. 4,000 gold pieces? Oh, you'll deliver to them. you deliver me to them, all right. And the rest of you and your lot will never see the light of day again. Give me a perception, or not perception, <laughs> uh, persuasion or intimidation <laughs> check. Oh, Lord. Your choice. Oh, at advantage. I'm so sorry that I'm actually higher in persuasion right now. I wish I was higher intimidation, but I'll do persuasion. At advantage, that is a twenty-five. Uh, he he kind of he's slowly thinking over what you said. Mm-hmm. Says, "I believe what you're saying." So the next part of my concern is: Will they be able to find you on this ship? And are my people in more danger because you're here? 
I'm not gonna I'm not gonna suggest throwing you overboard. <laughs> but I do I do want to know what I <clears throat> this last situation that we we kind of walked in blind, and I'm tired of walking into situations blind. Here's what we're gonna do. I've taken my own precautions to make sure they can't find us on this boat. And you're absolutely right. Closer we get to Noreen, sooner our, sooner it is that those protections are going to wear off. And once people start seeing me around, not going to go well. So I'm going to make it very easy for you. And Kaz is going to... Uh, let's make sure I've got the right one here. Mm-hmm. Is going to cast... Uh, Actually, he's not going to cast it yet because he's going to want um, Rain and Blossom and company to be within 30 feet for this. Once we get closer to Noreen, I've got my ways to make sure that no one knows where I am or who I am or where I'm going. And I'll make sure your crew doesn't come to any harm by the Deep Stones. Let's make for Noreen in haste. Uh, let's not take any more pit stops along the way. He extends his hand offering a handshake. Kaz shakes his hand heartily. Very well, Teneri. And he takes that that paper and kind of tosses it into a little fire that's that's lit in his cap in his cabin. Kaz gives a solemn nod and walks back to his friends. And Rain, is there anything you want to be doing during this time? Yes, I think in um, I, I think Rain probably spends quite a bit of time um, above deck as as the weather if the weather is pleasant. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they really have developed a very genuine fondness for being at sea. Um, there is something at this size it almost feels like flying but faster <laughs> so mm. i can perch pretty much anywhere and just be uh coasting so i imagine rain probably spends a lot of time maybe even in the crow's nest mm-hmm. uh when nobody's up there uh probably chit-chatting with colonel um but i i think at some point in the during the week um they would uh get the book the, mm-hmm. that enchanted memory book thing from Besky um, mm-hmm. and, and drag it uh, actually probably in their room. I don't, I don't think this is not like a secret or anything, but they would be in the room, maybe with Ariadne nearby uh, just in case there's questions. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to try to see if we can see anything from Colonel's past Um and I and I fully don't know if it works this way. So I imagine us sitting on the bed, like spreading the book out, and Rain just sort of picks Colonel up and places him on the book, mm-hmm. um, trying to instruct him like how to turn the pages. I know it's difficult with no thumbs, but uh, I think you have to be the one to do the, the flipping and the turning. I think that's how it works. I don't know. It's, Magic is all nonsense anyway. Um, so just, I think, here, let me help you. And I'm going to try to, like, help this little gecko turn a book page so we yeah. can maybe see if it works. <laughs> Colonel, Colonel, like, burrows under a page and, like, starts pushing it up as you as you grab it, since this book is, like, the same size as you are as well. Um, and and at first, uh, Colonel looks at the blank page. I don't, what, 
I, am I supposed to like color in it, or is this a journal situation? What? What? Do you... No, you should see something. I think I don't. You know, actually, I don't know if I will also be able to see it. You should definitely be seeing some pictures or some something, a memory that you know of or is connected to you somehow. As you're saying that, you watch this little black uh, gecko, essentially. Uh, you watch his eyes go white and stare out in the distance in the, in the middle of that sentence. Um, nothing happens to you. Is it working? Um, he stays that way for 30 seconds and his eyes come back to normal. He blinks at you and says, Oh, did you see anything? Oh. What, what does that mean? Oh, yeah, I saw... I saw more well... And I think she was talking to me. Oh, well, that's good. What did she say? Um, I don't... uh, It wasn't my favorite thing to hear. But I had I had hands... Uh, Hold on, hold on. Before you go any further, Colonel, wait. is, Is this... Did she speak to you, like you right now or was this something from before could you tell well i had i had hands that looked sort of like your hands oh and i was looking at her and she was mad oh and she said something like betraying your family and your home and your queen and the feywilds is only possible when you forget who you are oh so I curse you to wander until you remember who you really are and fix what you've done. Oh. You will stay in a form that shares your betrayal. And then I had... And he kind of sits up on his back legs and shows you his claws. Then I had these. Unfortunately, uh, yeah. but, uh, well, first of all, don't beat yourself up. We've all made mistakes. We've all accidentally betrayed the people that we love. It happens. Um, we are sinners, apparently. Uh, so I think it's okay. Second of all, uh, well, I think if you've remembered, won't that fix it? Shouldn't you? I don't know how you're, how you're meant to. Well, we'll figure it out. I think if we restore the Light Dragon, then I think it will be all corrected. And if you wanted to be a fairy, you could be a fairy again. Yeah, I guess. Do you not want to be a fairy again? And he he just he just climbs up your leg and nestles into your pocket and doesn't really respond to you. Okay, I'll just sort of pat my uh, pocket. Um, a little bit. We'll, we'll figure it out. Um, we'll figure it out. Uh, and I will, uh, I'm trying to be, like, you know, comforting and calming and still, but I'm, I'm gonna still stand up and struggle to close this book by myself really ungracefully. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm picturing, I'm picturing you, like, pushing it and it, like, slamming on one of your fingers or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, there, there. Ow, fuck, ow, ow. Um, 
This is why I hated the library. <laughs> Ariane, you're going to fucking books. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll probably shove it uh, under the pillow of the bed I'm sitting on. And I think I will, uh, yeah, probably spend a few days thinking on that. I, as we get closer to Nairine, um would probably, probably approach cause maybe a two days or so out. Mm. And just uh, honestly sort of explain everything. I, I, there's not really any secrets here. Um, so Rain would tell Kaz about this new memory that we saw. Um, and I think you can definitely tell Rain is a little concerned. N- not nearly as uh, out of sorts as they were when Colonel was, you know, in the crystal. But probably the most concerned that they've been since that point. So, Gangle, sorry, just to reiterate, Rain has learned from Colonel basically the nature of of the curse, but not the mem- but not like what Colonel's original like. Like you've just learned that Colonel was a fairy. We yeah, basically confirmed it just now. Confirmed. Okay. Okay. Um. So you are uh, you know, quite charming and and good with making people feel nice with stories and songs. So um, I thought maybe um. Well, maybe um, if you had some some advice. Um, I don't really know anything about curses, but I do know that um, sometimes when I'm in a bad mood, you make me laugh and, and everything's fine. So um, do you know any jokes? Oh, I mean, lots, <laughs> yes. Uh, however, uh, I don't know if Colonel really is looking for jokes right now. I'll just nudge my pocket a little bit. Hmm. You know, if I was Colonel, uh, I would want people to understand and really, you know, know that I was I was having a struggle right now and that it was a real struggle. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't necessarily want anyone pressing me on it, but, you know, folks show it up and let me know that they care, right? Like by bringing me my favorite food and whatnot. Um, maybe a little, uh, little... You know, little, little claw and wing mani petty. Um, um, you know, what, what what kind of things? You you know, Colonel really well. What kind of things does he like? He likes taking naps. He likes mm-hmm. being grumpy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He likes uh, sometimes ignoring me. But I think you know, it's just it's the absence make the heart fonder thing. Okay, okay. Think things that things that don't have to do with you. Oh, um, Colonel. What do you like? Ka's hand goes into Ka's face. <laughs> we know he doesn't like popcorn. I know he's not fond of that. What's the opposite of popcorn? Tell you what. Um, you know, we've got a couple days here before we get to Noreen. Uh, there, there's a lot of great... I, I don't know, I've, I've, I've heard a lot about Noreen. Maybe, uh, yeah, like, hey, hey, Colonel, won't you uh, come with me for a bit? Uh, I'll... Uh, we'll, We'll take a take a look at some of the menus of, uh, you know, talk talk to Besky and see see what kind of foods there are. We find some of the chill I really like. He doesn't say anything. He kind of pops his head out, looks at you, Rain, looks at Kaz, looks back at you. Slowly slinks over the over like the lip of the of the uh, of the pocket, <laughs> crawls down, uh, and just crawls and like settles on top of your shoe. <laughs> Or your boot. 
Kaz is going to offer Colonel a pocket. His eyes narrow. Because I, I don't know that he's ever ridden with anyone who's not Rain. I don't think he's ever. Yeah, I will. Uh, I'll give him a very encouraging nod, and and <laughs> and uh, his pockets are bigger than mine, even. So you know, you'd have more room, and you might find something in there—candy, um, a little bit of stray tobacco. I don't know, but it might be a tre- treasure hunt. <laughs> It'll be fine. Quit sulking. I need. I need to. Um, I'm going to figure some things out. So you go have fun, have a pleasant time as much as is possible, and I. I have to see a, a small tiefling about uh, something scary in this book. And I think she might be the expert. Okay. And then he climbs into one of your the pocket that you've offered. Mm-hmm. Great! I'm like a mom dropping him off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so gone. Well, I, I really squeal out of that parking lot. 100%. <laughs> so, um, as you all kind of have these different interactions and, and cause, you have a new little, little tiny dragon gecko friend. Uh hanging out in your pocket. I mean, he's a he's a cursed fairy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Poor guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, y'all go to sleep again. Um, it's it's been it's been a week and a half or so. Early the next morning, uh, you all are awoken once more by by bells ringing out. Um, you hear Talvrost yell, "Ship ahead, everyone to your stations." And as as you all rain, you would probably be one of the first to see it as you spend you've spent a lot more time outside than everyone. It is it's a it's a misty sort of a morning on the ocean, pretty pretty normal. Um, while the weather is um, getting more tropical, the closer you've been getting to Nairine every morning, the 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 seas are sort of covered in this mist. Um, uh, there is a ship, kind of directly ahead of you. The ship's sails are all tied up though no anchor appears dropped. Uh, it's just listing there. At a glance, though, it's still pretty far away. It doesn't look like there's any movement on top of the deck, either. You... Any of you who are close enough would hear Talvrost um, talking to one of the other sailors on, on the ship from the helm. He says, What do you make of this? Hands over a um, little telescope. I don't think that's a looking glass. Uh, and uh, the woman he hands it to says, I'm not Sure, sir, but it feels off. Perhaps other pirates waiting to ambush? Because perhaps we should be cautious. And then uh, yells out, Arm the cannons! Prepare a small boarding party! Um, oh, uh, what's, uh, what's going on? What do you see? There's... Um, he hands over the looking glass to you, Cos. Look at that ship. Tell me what you see. Cos looks at that ship. And as you look through... Um, there's nothing on the deck of that ship. Not a single soul. Mm. Um, it's just floating. What's the general make of the ship? Yeah, so it's a it's a small sort of galley. It's a little bigger than the ship that you're on. Okay. Um, but not much bigger. Um, in silver painted on the stern, which is facing you, uh, is the name The Water Dancer. Um it's very lightly armed. Like you can see, you can see that there's a few slits for cannons, but it seems to be more sort of some sort of either merchant or travel ship. Um, it's not, not a combat first sort of ship. There's the the normal boxes of of equipment, ropes, all that stuff that you can see. The deck seems to be well organized, um, well taken care of. But there's nothing about it. Is there so? 
subtext, is there anything about that screams dwarven? Mm. No. Okay. Um, looks over, scans the ship, uh, looks up at the crow's nest, anything up there? Mm-mm. Anybody up there? Any sort of... I don't know if there's really portholes on these types of ships, are there? Uh, there's a there's a few. Yeah. Uh, any any activity, any movement at all? Um, why don't you give me for those? Why don't you give me a perception check? The surface of the ocean is the surface of the ocean completely still around this boat, or is it moving naturally with the water as it kind of? Uh, it's moving naturally with the water. Mm-hmm. It and it seems like, as far as like the rhythm of of the waves that are that are moving. Um, like mm-hmm. your boat and it are sort of rocking in a similar pattern. So it doesn't seem like it's on like different water than you. I'd say 10, uh, 10. You can't really, the, the portholes, um, it's a little too dark to, to tell, mm. to tell if there's anything tall. I don't trust it. I don't think we need any distractions on the way in the rain. You said so yourself. This has been a dangerous enough journey as it is. I agree. We could always go over and take a closer look. Well, that's that's kind of our that's our um, that's our standard protocol with something like this because there are uh, there are crews that would use this as a as a potential ambush right bit of bait and it would be worse for us to get ahead of it and them to be able to tail us <laughs> yeah tall yeah <laughs> cause looks through the telescope hands it to tall and just says that's bait I'm I'm not disagreeing with you yeah. tell you what. It might- not be though it might be somebody who needs help why don't you leave this sort of reconnaissance to us we're the ones that are high danger which means or we're the ones that are high risk so why don't we take on the high risk job how far away are we from this other boat are we within a mile yes okay i uh silently pop into the conversation as i want to do and i say oh. <laughs> yeah Kaz just assumes that Blossom is behind him at all times. <laughs> He's usually correct. Um, you know, I can... Um, ah. oh, the, still scares me, though. Hi, good morning. Um, I can hear or see onto the ship, if you'd like. Just, you know, have a poke around without us having to actually go over. It's a great idea, Blossom. That sounds brilliant. Great. So I'm going to cast Clairvoyance. That's what I was hoping. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Do you think it would be better to to hear or to see? I think see. Um, I would say see, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Where on the boat? Below deck. Um, Below deck. It has to here. Is it like arcane eye where you have to move it around, or Jeez. is it just here? Uh, it's a little. You have to pick a point. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you have, have to pick describe. a point. Yeah, it can be in an obvious location that's I haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would have to be like something that's definitely there. So if I said like, you know, did, I, I don't know, Stephen, kind of up to your discretion. Like, I guess I could be below deck. Yeah, I think you could get you could get below deck less accurately from where you are. You could see that there is um, some sort of quarters on the stern. It's mm-hmm. I mean, in most ships, that's where or at least in most the captain's quarters. Yeah. yeah, captain's quarters. You can see most of the deck. Um, you could probably try to narrow it down if you wanted to use the the um, 
the looking glass and maybe see if you can get a glimpse of something through the porthole before you cast it and to see something below deck. Um, that would take a little. That would probably take a perception check first to see if you can see anything. Yeah, actually, yeah, perceive. Ka- yeah, cause cause passes you the the telescope and yeah, cause's suggestion would be either the captain's quarters or below deck. Yeah, so I take a peek and I'm I'm looking if there's any kind of windows around the captain's quarters, and then I'm also trying to take a peek through a porthole to see below deck. Yeah, uh, give me give me a perception check. Can do. That is a hmm, perception, perception, perception. Is that one of my really good ones? Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh yeah, I baby. forgot. You have like yeah, dirty twenty. <laughs> okay, nice. Uh, so as you look through the what would be the captain's quarters, uh, sort of the whole back is is uh, glass windowed. Um, one of the curtains is is pulled cl- closed, but you can you can definitely see in there from a distance. There's um, there's a table there that you can you can sort of make out though the specifics of whatever is in there is 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 difficult but you can see the general layout of a sort of standard captain's quarters um for the portholes as you kind of shift to that it's still um it's it seems dark and and hard hard to see through and make out much of anything all right i can see into the the quarters though i don't see anyone there but below deck is it's difficult. It's. Uh, I could try to to put it in the quarters, and I can switch between uh, hearing and seeing. It just takes a moment. Um, so I can look around the quarters, if if you like. I mean, it's better than any of us can do here. Tal says. All right. Um. Give me a moment then. Um. So. From my pocket, I take out this um, glass marble um, that has this sort of inky black pigment within it, um, and I take it and press it to the center of my forehead, and my eyes go white, and I cast Clairvoyance, and I put an invisible sensor in the captain's quarters, and currently I'm using it for seeing. Okay. Um, So as you open your eyes with your consciousness being in that that captain's quarters it's very well organized there are a few maps on on the table the bed is made um, perfectly the the one um, curtain that is tied it's this it's a, a, a beautiful purple with gold trim is tied nicely uh, the other perfectly matching is hanging There is a plate or a bowl appears to have um, what looks like grits of some sort with some bread just sort of sitting in it on the side of the bowl. A half-drunk coffee, but no person. The other thing that you noticed is the the one piece that is out of place is there is a box that is strewn out in the middle of the floor. Mm. It looks like it has been forced open broken open uh, on the ground there's a small looks like a, a, a money pouch that has some pieces of gold and platinum just scattered on the floor and then on one of the walls there is like a small line of musical notes written in like this black ink um, that looks wet um, or it looks like it was done hastily at least where there's where some of it's dripping 
And as you see those those notes in this broken box in this small pouch of of gold strewn about everything else immaculate, we're gonna have to find out what happens next time on the Intrigue. Hey, thanks so much for attending the Fae Forge Academy today. Uh, before you go, don't forget to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Academy. Uh, and also stop by Greenleaf Geek, which is at Greenleaf Geek on Twitter and Instagram or greenleafgeek.com. Get all your dice needs fulfilled. Um, uh, and don't forget that if you use the code FayForge on checkout, you'll get 10% off your order. We are also proud members of the Fundamentals Podcast Network, so make sure you go to thefundamentals.com to catch up on all sorts of pop culture and nerd stuff. Uh, they have a lot of great articles, a lot of other great podcasts. Um, check them out. And with that, I am your Dungeon Master, Steven. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the underscore bad DM. My name is Ian Gould, and you can find me on Twitter at Ian G. Gould. Hey, I'm Chris. If I'd like to hang out, you can do so alongside me on Twitter at Kiss of Hemlock. Hey, I'm Adelaide Gardner. You can find me at O Adelaide. Hi, I'm Emily, or M, and you can find me at Emily Irv, that's E-M-I-L-Y-E-R-V, on Twitter and Instagram. My name is Michael Sinclair II. You can find me at Michael Critz on Twitter and on Twitch. Theme music by Dave Cole of the Four Orbs Podcast. For more music, check out D. Cole Music on YouTube. Additional sound effects and music found at zapsplat.com, tabletopaudio.com, and epidemicsound.com. The FayForge Academy is a proud member of the Fundamentals Podcast Network. Is your fridge running? Better go catch it. <laughs> <laughs>
since our party faced um, Jesus Christ. Since oh, our party oh, faced our Jesus, party Christ. Christ. Jesus Christ right now? <laughs> did we what did I miss? <laughs> what if I told you that Jesus was the big bad? I mean, like, spoilers, <laughs> I mean, but also, I knew it. <laughs> That's, I that would be the... My mom listens to the podcast, and every once in a while, I think, I think there's some things I say in here that, that probably keep my mom up at night, but that would be, that would be like the, that would be the end. If we fought Jesus Christ in hand-to-hand combat. There would be like, there would be like pastors, <laughs> there would be like pastors at my house, like throwing holy water okay, if on we, me. If we did that, you need to have, there'd be like not one Jesus, but like lots of Jesuses, because he's oh everywhere. Oh. Right, like it's an illusion. You're like, which one is the real one? It's they're like the Matrix, the where they yeah. all just turn around. They're all Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Step in front of our friend. Greater love hath no man. <laughs> I'm kind of interested in this. Actually, can we do like a let's do a UA? You know, not, let's do an alternate timeline. I don't know what the circumstances be, but I really want the one liner. Why don't you go fish some men to like somehow come into it? Not in there's, my house. There's, there's literally <laughs> like men. There's like men hanging from fish hooks behind Jesus. <laughs> oh God! Okay. Someone okay. make a stat block for Jesus immediately. Oh no! <laughs> now you Do see, you but you gotta be careful though. Once you make a stat block for someone, they can be killed. I mean, it kind of um, already happened. Uh, <laughs> right. I don't know how to tell you this, Ian. I don't, I don't know how what? much you know about the Jesus about story. <laughs> Is Jesus okay? <laughs> Uh, I just saw him over at the Garden of Gethsemane. He seemed fine. He seemed fine. <laughs> Guys, I can't get Christian hate mail again. I just moved. <laughs> it's just like a little piece of paper that says, don't trust that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, he says, um, he says, <clears throat> <laughs> your timing is great. Understood. Buddy. We'll do it. <laughs> he, he says, it. Thank you. Got your loud and clear. How do you spell that? 